Hello and welcome everyone. It's Paul and I, and we're back and we're talking sports. I'm Jason. That's Paulie. How's it going, guys? And this is episode 14. You might notice there's not an episode 13, or there is, but it couldn't be released. It was ruined and cursed and horrible and not suited for human consumption, so we could not release it. So it's not like we took a week off. We were were hitting her. It just uh, didn't work out unfortunately which is a shame because it was actually a really good episode and a lot of stuff happened last week but we'll go over some of that before we get into this past week thank you everybody for tuning in Polly, take us away all right so we're gonna do a brief recap of last week um, we had the uh, Tyson Fury, uh, Deontay Wilder uh, heavyweight fight, much hyped. Deontay Wilder got knocked down in the third. Uh, Fury got knocked down twice in the fourth round. And uh, Fury knocked down Wilder in the 11th to finally end it. Um, that was the th- the their trilogy match. They uh, do not like each other. Fury or uh, Wilder, sorry, kind of put all the blame except for himself on the last fight as to why he lost. Uh, he fired his trainer. He uh, basically took none of the blame and. Uh, Fury showed in this fight that uh, it was a phenomenal fight, but Fury showed he was the better fighter. And we had an epic trilogy uh, heavyweight fight. Some uh, writers compared it to even the uh, uh, Ali uh, Frazier trilogy, which I don't. I, I didn't see any of the fights, so I can't say. But that's a uh, heavy, heavy comparison to drop on that. I don't Like I said, I didn't see any of the fights, so I don't know how true that was. But it was an epic trilogy no matter what, and Fury won by knockout in the 11th. And uh, so that, that was that, and... You don't, we don't see many, uh, it wasn't like back in the 70, 70s and 80s where we see epic, uh, especially heavyweight fights. So that was a really cool kind of throwback uh, almost to when heavyweights uh, ruled the sports world, really. So mm-hmm. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, it's great. I really like... I I didn't watch the fight, but I've seen Tyson Fury's fights in the past, and he's fun to watch with all the dipping and diving and dodging. It's great. He's fun. All right, so uh, we're going to move on to, unfortunately, we're going to talk about the Brewers here. Uh, Yeah, got to. Yeah, we have to. Uh, they won game two, uh, game one, two nothing. Uh, Rowdy Tellez, a two-run home run in the eighth, and then the offense kind of uh, fell apart. They uh, were 0 for 27 in runner runners in scoring position in uh, games two and three. Uh, the Braves hit a three-run home run in the fifth after pulling uh, Peralta. Not probably one of uh, Craig Council, who is a mastermind as a uh, manager. Probably not one of his greatest moves, uh, pulling Peralta. Uh, wanted a bat in there. Didn't work out. And then in game four, uh, the crew scored uh, two in the fourth. Braves came right back. Crew scored uh, two in the f- uh, fifth. Braves came right back. And then Freddie, Freddie Freeman hit a 
solo home run in the eighth. Brewers lost five to four. Their incredible season uh, comes to a crashing end. Not a lot to say about it, I guess. I mean, their offense just didn't show up when it needed to. Their pitching staff was great, as it was all season, but you don't get runs, you're not going to win games in the postseason. So. Yeah, you got to score runs to win games. That's just that simple. And, and I wish it was more. I wish there was some kind of nuanced explanation, but it there's not. There, there's and everybody really not, watched though. it, and everybody saw it. Yeah, I mean, and all you so, can do is just put your hands in your hips and shake your head and be like, "Geez." All right, so we had an awesome week of college football two weeks ago. Um, Oklahoma, Texas, uh, Texas won or was up 14 and 14 to nothing with three men uh, in, uh, Spencer, Spencer Radliff, the, uh, presumed Heisman winner going into the season got benched actually. Um, Oklahoma was down 28 to seven at, uh, one point. Um, and ends up winning in that uh, famous rivalry. Um, Texas has been basically owned by Oklahoma for the last 10 years. Um, it was a phenomenal game, um, but Texas comes up short there. Um, got anything to add to that? Yeah, just how bad that is for the Big 12. <sighs> like, oh, Not we're bo- leaving. I mean, bo- bo- both teams are leaving mm-hmm. the SEC. Yeah, the, the, big, the Big 12 is in trouble for sure. Yep. Uh, we also had a really awesome uh, Old Miss-Arkansas game. Old Miss uh, uh, 68-yard touchdown with a minute left. Arkansas comes down. They have two shots from the nine. Arkansas score actually scores, goes for two. Uh, don't get it. Uh, Fifty-two to fifty-one final. Um, there was thirteen hundred yards total offense. So classic barn burner. A lot of fun to watch. That was actually going on at the uh, as the. OU Texas game was going on, so there was a uh, it was definitely flipping uh, back and forth between those two, and the two just tremendous uh, shootouts. Yeah, college football's fun sometimes, <laughs> right? When it when it gets like that, I, I get real tired of the whole seventy-two to nothing on you know, dunking on cupcakes. I'm not a big fan of that kind of stuff, but these high powered, these high powered offenses and spread offenses, pro style, as it were, it does get pretty fun sometimes. I got to admit. It, it does. Yeah. I, Iowa uh, played Penn state. Uh, Iowa was ranked third at the time. Penn state was ranked fifth at the time. Iowa comes away with a 23-20 win. Penn State blew a 14-point lead. And we'll talk about that more in uh, later on. But Iowa was ranked number two um, after that game. And so Iowa looked like they were in really good shape. And again, we'll talk about that in a minute when we get to next week. <laughs> or th- this week, I apologize. One more game we had was uh, Texas A&M uh, beat Alabama in College Station. Uh, A&M had a 24-20 lead. Uh, Bama had a, right after halftime, had a blocked punt for a touchdown. So it looked like they were going to be in, uh, or come back and be in cruise control. But, uh, 
A&M ended up uh, pulling the lead off or the win off. Um, it was the first time a Nick Saban assistant had beaten the master. So number one goes down. It's been a wild college season anyway. And then that happened. And uh, Georgia looks like the really true only juggernaut in college football this year. Uh, Yeah, and they even they only had that one game where they only scored like, what, nine points or something. Well, that the Clemson game, I think that was mm. ten to th- ten to three or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't great. I suppose that was the first game of the year and all that. But you know, any given Sunday, right? That's that's the deal. Yep. Or it's Saturday in this instance. Well, but okay, yeah. We had a couple uh, uh, football uh, notes. Bills beat the Chiefs thirty-seven to twenty. So that was a that was a huge win for the Bills. The Chiefs do not look like uh, the Chiefs of the last two years. At this point, obviously, there's we're still early in the season, but the Chiefs definitely look beatable. Hmm. I don't know if you have a, any notes on or anything to add to that. Just that defense, man. They they got to figure that out. They really do. And if they can't, once they seal up that defense and they tighten up their uh, you know, Mahomes and everybody's got to tighten up a little bit too, but it's not all on the defense. But they'll probably make the playoffs and they'll be fine. They're just starting off a little slow. It's that whole Super Bowl hangover thing, you know. Yeah. Look at the Rams a couple of years ago. They came back and they were just kind of like, Nyeh. they were, weren't really that impressive. I think they'll be fine, though. Um, I, I agree. We had the uh, Rams uh, beating the Seahawks 26-17. to 17. Uh, The big story coming out of that game was uh, Russell Wilson injured his uh, th- uh, throwing finger or uh, finger on his throwing hand. He's out. Uh, it sounds like six weeks. Um, so that is not good for Seattle especially in the division they are in. Right. Geno Smith isn't going to, it's not going to work out. No, no, it's not. I didn't even think he was still in the league. And when you saw him the other night, when he came in, in relief, like he he looked, everybody's like, oh, look at Geno Smith. He looked good. It's like, yeah, he looked all right. But he didn't look good enough to keep playing quarterback for that team. He didn't. He, there was too much of Geno of a handful of years ago out there on the field for me to believe any of that. Oh, there, there, there's a reason he's not a, a starting quarterback, and he well, probably I'm, never, probably never was. But I'm wondering if he was, if he's even good enough to be a backup, or if it was just like. Seattle's trying to save a little bit of time and money and just have Zeno back. It certainly didn't seem like he should be on the field for any reason, no. Yeah. Well, I I wouldn't say that poorly, but I don't know. I mean, second string? Whoo. Whoo, boy. I don't know. Yeah. So Seattle is 3 3 now. Uh, They certainly look like. They're in some trouble, like I said, especially in that division. And the uh, we'll get to the Cardinals in a minute, but uh, one more game I had from um, last week, I guess we'll call it, um, was the Chargers over the Browns, forty-seven to forty-two. Um, just a, a barn burner of a game. Um, Chargers look great. Uh, Brown's offense obviously showed up. Neither defense did really anything, but that was a really exciting game. The more surprising thing wasn't the Chargers playing so well. It was that the Cleveland's offense was able to keep up was kind of the more surprising thing there. 
Yeah, I I mean Cleveland Cleveland's offense has been hyped for all season, and I I, I like Baker Mayfield, but it's still Cleveland, man. I mean, Baker, yeah, I Baker Mayfield's got that thing where he's good enough to be a starting quarterback apparently but i don't know how good a starting quarterback he could really be like if you go one to 32 of all you know number one to number 32 of all the starting quarterbacks where really is baker mayfield on that list mid 20s at best yeah like that's the thing and where's his ceiling I I just he's never gonna be you know the high profile I mean well high profile he's already got that for some reason but he's never gonna be on like Lamar Jackson or Josh Allen's level oh I have no reason to believe that so well, where... I guess I guess there there's a reason he hasn't been offered a extension. Yeah, because it just makes me wonder, you know, are they going, you know, are they going to part ways at some point sooner than later? Just because like, hey, you're, you know, you're decent, but, <laughs> you know, if we want to make the play, you know, there's 12 teams that make the playoffs, right? So yeah. you want to have one of the best 12 quarterbacks in the league if you can. And if you don't, well, your defense better be good or you better have like an Adrian Peterson type or, you know, something like that. And Cleveland's got a good team, but the defense isn't quite that good yet. You know, the Nick Chubb's fine and everything, but he's not that kind of guy where he's just well, going to run for 2200 yards both hurt right now well, so. there's that oh and injuries on top of everything i'm just saying yeah. in general you know you're never you don't have a 2000 yard rusher on your team you know your your defense isn't well, isn't allowing single digits a game it's not like that kind of thing so if you don't have one of those not even like hall of fame caliber one of those upper echelon quarterbacks which I don't think Bakes for Mayfield is, you know, what are you doing? See, and I guess, I guess that's, a, that's the catch 22 for the Browns is kind of in no man's land right now because their mm-hmm. team, like you said, is good enough to fight for a playoff spot. You're not going to get a top five pick. Yeah, no, you're going to, what, what do you really do? I mean, well, you try to do maybe a pull what the Niners did and try to trade up to get, you know, the guy you want. Or you don't necessarily have to have one of those upper echelon quarterbacks like I'm talking about. Like they could choose to improve the defense and try to make it, you know, a murderer's row. They could try to work it, get a big, big offensive line going and get that run game to where you're getting 2,500 rushing yards a season out of your team. They, there's other ways to do it, but the way the team's built now, it's like, it's almost like, yeah, Baker Mayfield's good, but he's kind of the one thing holding him back. Just not because he's bad, but because he's not, he's not that he's good. Not great. He's yeah, not elite. exactly. Oh. Oh. All right. So, uh, anything? So, we're going to move on to this week. Anything to add from last week before no, we move on? No, not really. That was a pretty good rundown. And like like I said, guys, I I had a lot more notes from last week <laughs> that I'm not gonna run down fully, but um it is what it is. We had technical issues and we weren't gonna release a subpar product, so yeah, it was apologize. It was for that and we're just going to move on and hope for better days so oh yeah and it was i mean it was the 13th episode i mean if it was going to happen to to one of them 
it would have been that one. Yeah, something yep. Un, unreversible. Ugh. Um. All right. So I guess this week we'll start with a, a playoff uh, basketball pre or baseball preview. The uh, NL we have the Braves facing the Dodgers. Braves won the first two with uh, walkoffs in the ninth, and then. Game three last night, uh, the Braves were up five to two. Cody Bellinger hit a three-run home run in the eighth, and they got another run in the bottom of the eighth. Dodgers ended up winning, so they are up two to one. Or uh, Braves are up two to one. Uh, they play tonight, game four. The Astros and Red Sox are tied uh, two to two. Astros won the first game in Houston. Uh, the Red Sox won the next two, and then last night in Game Four, the Astros uh, it was tied two to two. Astros scored seven in the top of the ninth. To break that apart, Game 5 is going on right now. Anyway, that is the baseball ups- update. Um, I'm not as... Two... Oh, the Astros are up 7-1, to one, top of the ninth, And that is in Feb- Fenway, so it looks like the Red Sox are in a little bit of trouble mm-hmm. because they go back to Houston for 6-7, and seven, and if the Astros are up 3-2, to two, that's going to be a uh, tough order for the Red Sox to come back. Personally, as much as I hate to say it because I hate both these teams. I would actually like to see an Astros uh, Dodgers World Series just because what? of why? Just, just because of what happened back in 2017 when they played each other for the title and that was the year that the Astros got caught cheating um, with the stolen signs. Playing the Dodgers, the Dodgers thought they should have won that title. Again, I don't. This is I don't want it, but it it would be a little bit of an intrigue if those two played each other for the title this year. Yeah, I guess that in that case, that's kind of interesting. This is one of those those things I don't like about baseball. Is everything is so they everything is so temporally mixed up like four years ago like oh this stat hasn't happened in 78 years and i mean tim tim church and i love him to death on espn but it was it's always these like obscure stats and though back in 1968 when joe dimaggio was oh my god it's just i when we start linking these completely disassociated times in culture much less in a sport and we start looking at them oh it just drives me nuts like it's baseball is like the only sport that seems to happen with or at least to a greater degree i was was just gonna say that's the quirky thing about baseball is it is so stats driven i guess that you have that and i guess that's true. I mean, there's a bunch of different statistics in baseball, right? And I, I guess there, yeah, and the way you can compare them and the, you know, the way that how the teams interact. I, I mean, I guess that's a good point, but still, that's when I get lost and it, it's just too much. It's too much. Yeah. I, 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 I totally understand that. Um, and I, I agree with that in some aspects, but to me, I guess that's what makes it kind of unique from the other from hockey basketball and baseball or uh football is that you have that there's so much history going back 150 years at this point 
Huh. Well, I guess when you put it that way, it doesn't seem as crazy. So I'm glad I brought it up. Thank you, Wally. Yeah, no, that's it's a that's a good point. All right, so yeah, we have got baseball going on. I really don't know who I want to win at this point. Guess I, in a weird way, I'm rooting for the Braves. I know they knock. I know they knocked my Brewers out, but I guess I dislike them more than the other three teams at this point. <laughs> I guess I, I, at this point, I'm just rooting for good baseball, which it, it has been a great playoff so far. Yeah, uh, lots of good performances, minus the Brewers' bats, you know. Like, but the other series were pretty competitive. You had some upsets already. It's yeah. I mean, for baseball playoffs, it's going pretty well. For yeah. from you know from a spectator's perspective. All right, we'll do a little college roundup. Um, Wisconsin won uh, 20 to 14 over Army. Um, not a gr- impressive showing, I guess, from Wisconsin, but um, I guess in a way it is because when you're facing that Army uh, triple option technique is very unique in college football, very hard to plan for, especially with one week. Got out of there with 2014 win. Um, again, not not the not the greatest uh, Badgers team at this point. I guess the uh, the only thing where you can hope for, I guess, as a Badger fan at this point, is get that be, bowl uh, game, be, be, beating Minnesota and getting a getting a bowl win. So yeah, yeah. Once you lose a few games, it's like all right. Playing for a bowl game just gets, what is it? Actually, I think you can do it with six wins now, can't you? You can do it with five wins. What? At, at this Come point. on. Yeah, there's that, many, there's that many bowls at this oh. point. I think, they're, I think they're, we're up to 42 bowl games or something like that at this point. It, it's, just stu- it's just stupid at this point. Well, if they're going to do it, just have everybody in a bowl game, which would be fine, too. There's nothing yeah. wrong with that either. Just no. have literally a hundred and well, there's a hundred and forty some odd teams. Have seventy five bowl games. Go for it. Yeah. If you're gonna go yeah. this far, just go the rest of the way. If you're I, gonna I, already, if you're already gonna give a prize to teams that can't win more than half their games, then just give everyone one. I I, I don't I don't hate that. In fact, I think that would be cool. You'd get like, and and make sure they're all televised too, right? Because they'll all be heavily sponsored, and oh, you can e- spread ES- them out. ESPN would be all over that. Oh yeah, kidding? ESPN and their 18,000 channels. Yeah, they they'd have those bowl games on all over the place. You spread them out throughout December, and you've and I mean think about that. You get your like one and eleven Idaho Vandals versus the zero and twelve, you know Arkansas State. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. and those teams never get exposure. Yeah, give them some exposure. I think that'd be cool. Why not? And just get ridiculous with the bowl games. Just get the most outlandish sponsors you can. Just go crazy. Yeah, oh man, I mean, this, I, I'm finding less it, and less reason to not do this. <laughs> at this point, you're not you're not contracting at this point. So why not just expand it to everyone? Yep, exactly. I love it. I I I like that idea too, actually. All right, at uh, Oklahoma State moving to six and zero, uh, thirty-two to twenty-four win over Texas. Texas after that uh, um, incredible Oklahoma game um, loses to uh, the little sister in the state. Oklahoma again six and zero play uh Iowa State in a couple weeks and uh not very well known at this point but they're having a great season um Georgia had a 32-13 win over 
previously 6-0 Kentucky. Um, Georgia, again, proving. Kentucky put up a little bit of a fight. I think that last touchdown came in garbage time, but up a little bit of a fight, I guess. High, higher register there, but <laughs> uh, Georgia's definitely proven that they're the elite team in the country and probably not going to lose until they potentially until they play Alabama in the SEC championship game. Yeah, um, we'll see. Not a lot to not a lot to say there, but uh the one big upset we had was uh Iowa fell to Purdue 24 to 7. Iowa looked like they were in prime position to hold on to a playoff uh Earth, if they could keep doing what they were doing, obviously they did not. Uh, Purdue came in and kind of smacked them around a little bit. Yeah. Um, and we had the uh, second time in two weeks that a top two team fell after Alabama went down last week. And the big news because of that is uh, Cincy who um, I am definitely on the bandwagon for, is up to number two after a couple uh, impressive wins against Notre Dame and Indiana. They, if they win out, it looks like they're going to have a chance in the playoffs this year. Again, the college football rankings, I think, come out next week or the week after. Up until this point, we have the coaches poll and the AP poll. Um, That is a totally different thing because that is the actual committee breaking the teams. Uh, Cincinnati is in a really good place right now. Um, As long as they keep uh, winning, they are probably going to have a shot, shot. And I I never I didn't think this was going to happen with a, a, a non uh top 5 conference team. So that's very exciting exciting I think. Yeah. Um, if you have a- they well they played a decent non-conference schedule. Um I remember UCF did the whole 12 and 0 thing a couple of years ago. And then they got rocked in the bowl game. Although I remember that their starting quarterback was hurt too, which was yes, he got kind injured of uh, the game before that, I believe. Yeah, so they didn't uh, really get to have their best shot out there, which unfortunate. You would have liked to have seen them at full strength and see if they could actually win their game. But it it'd be nice to see Cincinnati do. It'd be nice to see somebody break through, right? Just at some point, just to just for no other reason than to break up the monotony that is the top 25 these days, you know? I completely, completely agree. Completely agree. All right. Uh, so that was our uh, Paul and I talking sports uh, uh, college football roundup. Uh, we're going to move on to some NFL, and then we have uh, – couple uh, uh, topics I'm going to bring up uh, to Jason here, and he's going to oh. kind of take the lead on there. We had uh, the Packers 24-14 win over the I-hated uh, Chicago Bears. Um, Aaron Rodgers uh, rushed for a six-yard uh, touchdown. <laughs> With about three minutes left and was caught on uh, audio basically saying, uh, I effing own you. I've always owned you. I thought it was awesome um, because it's true. He's 27 and five against the Bears in his career. So, yeah, that's fine. The guy's talking some sauce that gets caught on the camera. It happens. Why is this such a big deal? Because it's because Darren Rogers, and he's talking like, uh, 
gross. It's fine. I, I, it's fine. I don't know why this is a big deal. People say I, I, people I say things all the time. It. He's right, and he's and he's out there saying it. And the way I, I guess the way he described it is he scores and he, like, does his thing when he scores a touchdown, and he, all he hears is all these Bears fans like cussing him out, and he's just like. You know, that's when you're just like, you know what? I own you guys. Whatever. That fine, great. I I, I don't have a problem with him doing it. I think it's great, just because I love a good a good little bit of sauce talk. Oh yeah. But I just kind of hate how this is a big deal. I just ooh sick burn by Aaron Rodgers, who's been who's just saying the quiet part out loud. <laughs> You you knew going into the season that anything involving Aaron Rodgers was going to be a big deal just because of what mm. happened in the offseason. But it's potentially, knock on wood, I hope doesn't happen, but it's going to happen at the end of this season. I, I I loved it. I loved it. And there's there's, like you said, there's... He's one hundred percent correct. He has owned the Bears. Yep. And and I guess if you thinking about it from the the shoes of a diehard Packers fan like yourself, I guess I can kind of see why now that I'm thinking about why why would this be such a big deal? I guess I can kind of see it because as a Packers fan, he's saying what you're thinking, right? He's just, you've been watching, you sit there and watch your Packers, and twice a year you watch them beat the snot out of the Bears, and it's been that way for 30 years. And he's just, and he, all he's doing is just saying what's on everybody's mind. <laughs> and I now that I'm thinking about it that way, I guess I can kind of see why people would grab it like, are kind of gravitating towards this whole thing. Hmm. Wow, I'm learning all sorts of stuff today. Look at me. <laughs> all right, so we had uh, Jacksonville picking up uh, their first win, 23-20, to 20, uh, over the Dolphins in uh, London, their second hometown, <laughs> potentially, potentially their main hometown in a few years. Who knows? Uh, game-winning field goal. Uh, like I said, their first one of the season. Uh, unfortunately, it was over your Dolphins. Or yeah, not, well, having a, yeah. not having a great year, but... I just... I don't even... Are they my Dolphins? They're the Dolphins. I guess... Uh, am I a Dolphins fan? I don't even know. <laughs> I know I mean, we had I talked have all about the this shirts. A, we had talked about this a few weeks ago, I remember. Yeah. I got all the shirts. I was... Even when I was younger, it was just, I was just a Dan more, Marino more of a fan, really. Marino fan, yeah. than a Dolphin fan, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I point taken, you know. I still do like um, the colors. I'm a sucker for the colors. <laughs> um, so yeah, congratulations, Jacksonville, on getting your uh, first win. Urban Meyer finally tastes victory in the NFL. Uh, still not sure if that's going to work out long term, but uh, he's got yeah. he's got to win he's got to win under his belt. So yeah, and who knows? Who yeah, whatever. He's a horse's um, ass, yeah. and I guess everybody's always said that, but now we all know it. Yeah. You know. <laughs> as far as um, NFL in London, though. I... They should just put a whole division out there, really. They should put four teams out there. And uh, how it, two of them okay, are in the my, NFC my East and two all, of them are in the AFC East. Are you really going to give up four teams from... Or are four American cities really going to give up their team like that, though? Well, that's the thing, is then it then it would spur expansion within the within the colonies, you know? Then all of a my, sudden my... you're growing your sport. And then you could have a whole conference out in Europe. The, the whole problem with the NFL world 
back in the day is, is it was separate. If they just make it part of the NFL, then they're using all of that power by making the NFL world separate. They pissed away all that marketing and stuff that's already done. I guess there's, I hadn't thought. I guess I hadn't thought about it like that. But yeah, they're starting from scratch when they have a perfectly good product in their hand. I mean, we're always talking about the Jaguars moving out there, and they're hardly the only team that's a, that's a shit. Move the Dolphins out there. Take those two, and then you have an NF. You you have an AFC East team, and you have an AFC South team out there. And then you could do that for. I mean, why limit it to London? You know, take the Jaguars and move them to South Africa. Oh, well, that's actually a little far away now that I think about it. But you know what I mean. Yeah, I, I have heard they're, they're going to try to do a, a Germany game Ooh. Uh, upcoming, which would be intriguing. But Yeah, they if they the point being, if they really want to make this uh, worldwide thing work, they can't do it as, as a separate entity. They have to do it as an incorporation with incorporated into the NFL already. And then if it blows up, you can break off from there. See, my, my thing is, there, are they actually trying to expand or are they just doing this for the money? Which is Ooh, what I think, I, those I think are is the, more likely. I think it's the same thing. Isn't it? Yes and no, I guess. I mean, it costs money to expand, but the potential for growth, I mean... Think about it. If they could, you think if the NFL could get FIFA money, they wouldn't do it. Yeah, that's a good. That's a that's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> right. I mean, that's got to be the goal, right? The goal of this can't just be to sell some butts and some seats to two Sundays a year in London. That can't be the goal for this. It's yeah, there's got to be some I... bigger game here. I, I just think logistically, it's going to be really tough to like. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I can I can see the the Jaguars moving to London. The issue with that is the the travel for one time the time differential. I I can't get it through my head that they would actually do a full division out in Europe. Maybe that maybe they'll try it. I I don't know. I just it only take four teams. And yeah, I just more. I guess I can't wrap my head around it. There's well more than pull that off, or even just like yeah, just you you'd only need four t- two teams and like like I said, just two teams, uh, like uh, one from one division, one from another, and then just go from there. You could start in Spain. That's probably the where Portugal. You could have a Lisbon team, maybe. It'd be the westernmost European team, I think. Just to have it the closest. I mean, I, we we can get into more of that. Yeah, that'd be uh, a fun one for some episodes, other day. But... Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So anyway more games to hit on uh cardinals uh kind of destroy the browns uh 37 to 14 browns are i guess who we thought they were i i didn't i thought the browns were going to be better than this they're just kind of the same old browns it seems like at this point mm. um but the cardinals are undefeated uh, question for you: Do you think they are Super Bowl contenders the way they are looking right now? I mean, if they, if unless something changes at some point in the future, I absolutely. There's there's steamrolling people. Yeah, they they absolutely are. Um, Ky- Kyler Murray's playing out of his mind. Um, that offense looks tremendous. I think they've uh, 32 points a game they've put up uh, this season. Mm. And when you, when you're doing that, I mean, you're gonna win some games. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, assuming and... they can all stay healthy and all you know all those things, yeah, it's hard to see them. And 
considering their division now, they have to finish getting through their division too. And yes. it's not that they're yes. it's not just that their division is full of talented teams, but they have good coaches too. And coaches make adjustments and good coaches make good adjustments. And that's not just with just from quarter to quarter or half a half, but from game to game too. So throughout the season, you know, these guys, their second matchup against somebody isn't going to be as easily easy as the first. And we'll, we'll see how, how they get through the division, but yeah, it's hard to say they're not a Super Bowl contender. They look like the most worthy at this point. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. And uh, the Packers, uh, after this week, have a Thursday nighter out in uh, Arizona. So that'll be a very mm. good test for both teams mm-hmm. and should be a lot of fun. Uh, one more game I wanted to hit on was the uh, uh, Titans beat the Bills 34-31 to on Monday Night Football in awesome game mm-hmm. well it didn't start um, that way but yeah it was it ended up being no it, it did not start great but so the bills had a uh fourth and goal from the one yard line um with about eight seconds to go i think it was they instead of uh kicking the field goal to go to overtime they decided to go for the touchdown um, they did not make it. Uh, the Titans ended up winning. I love the move. I don't know how you feel about it. I loved what they did. Oh, yeah. I, if you if, can't get one yard... Then you don't deserve to win the game. It's just that simple. Yep. Yeah, I've, every time this comes up, I say the same thing. You know, if, if you want to go for the field goal and try to give yourself a chance to lose the game, go for it. But if you want to decide if you're going to win or lose right now, I like that too. I I to- totally totally agree. Yeah, big fan. Yep. Big big fan. Um, did did not work out obviously, but I I again we both love the move and that that is what that is. Um, all right, so we had uh, the NBA season kicked off last night the bucks uh beat the uh brooklyn nets 127 to 104 uh the bucks got their uh rings and raised the banner it was an awesome awesome uh experience i obviously i wasn't there i watched it on tv but just a very, very, very cool, very exciting uh, sequence, and then to back it up with a very impressive win is uh, just awesome. Uh, one, I'll note: uh, Drew Holiday got hurt. We don't know the extent. Um, I believe it was his foot. It doesn't sound like it's going to be long term. Uh, there was one uh, negative that came out of that, but just an otherwise awesome night for the Bucks. Uh, got the rings, raised the banner, and got a huge win. Yeah, yeah, good for the Bucks. You know, they've been after it for a few years, and they've been within reach, and they finally pulled it off. And get a win, right. you know, and get a win to start off the season. That's great. Yeah. All right. Um, unless you want to do this on the fly. Do you want to wait till next week where we do our uh, NBA playoffs teams? Because that's the one note I don't have unless you want to do it on the fly. Oh, yeah, we can do it next week. That's fine. Okay, cool. Yeah, perfectly fine. Cool. Um, the one um, other N- NBA game we had was the Warriors 127 or 121 to 114 over the Lakers. Um. The one, the note that we had uh, came out of that was uh, Russell was or Russ did not look good. Um, it was o- only his second game in 134 games. Did he, he did not have double digits in either points, rebounds, or assists? Um, Russ Westbrook, obviously known for less. 
Icky's had a triple average of triple double the last three out of the last five years or something like that. Did not look great in his Lakers debut. I don't know if we can take anything from that. I'm sure uh, Stephen A. had a bunch of points to make, but I'm not going to read too much into that, but did not have a great start. Uh, Warriors looked good. Uh, Lakers, again, they have a lot of pieces, uh, new pieces. Game one. I don't think there's a lot you can read into that, but yeah, I, I mean Russell Westbrook. I, I think if you check the tape, I talked about this once. Russell Westbrook isn't isn't good if he isn't the best player on his team. Like he just uh, he's it's cursed somehow. Like I don't I don't get it. He's he can only thrive if he doesn't have to give the ball to anyone else. And that's a shame because he man can score, but he can't win games. That's what I was. I I think we said a few weeks ago. This is going to be a very interesting Lakers, just because of the way they uh, put their team together. They're old for an NBA team. They've got a lot of new pieces coming in. But that's a that's a LeBron thing. That's he's that's what he's always done at all his teams. Oh, the Heat being the, the Heat were the exception, really. Uh, the Heat they didn't really do that when he was with the Heat, just because they had. It's I think that was Pat, more Pat Riley is not going to put up with that, right? And it was more Dwayne Wade's team than it was LeBron's team, to be honest. Well, yes. talent talent level aside, that was Dwayne Wade's team. But when when he went to the Cavs the second time and then when he went now that he's with the Lakers that's kind of what they've been doing they just plug in these parts oh pick up Derrick Rose oh here's J.R. Smith oh here's and it seems to be a lot of the same guys on this rotisserie coming in and that's just how you play with LeBron right you you pay him you pay the other two superstars he wants on his team and then you go get whatever dudes are available to fill in the gaps you need for you know, utility, garbage men, that kind of thing. Uh, it does seem like his M- his mo. Hey, it's one of a few championships. So I mean, it's it's working. Oh yeah. I don't like it, but I don't have to. <laughs> I right, like the uh, I like so- it when you know teams build from the ground up and. You know, maybe free agent, a couple free agent, get a, some superstar that that thing, but the pretty whole much exact, pretty much exactly what the Bucks did last year. Yeah, yeah, I like what the, I like what the Bucks did. They they worked heavily in the draft. They picked up the free agents they needed. They they cultivated the talent they had on the roster. Yeah, I liked the formula for that. I I don't I don't like this other formula, but I don't have to, and it's they're both effective. So. Yep. Yep. All right. Uh, so I'm gonna leave it to you. How much you? So we have the Ben Simmons uh, suspended. Oh boy. Uh, one game. Want to take the lead on that? Yeah. Man, the guy doesn't want to play in Philly. Don't make him play in Philly. Just there's. If everybody just took a deep breath we could figure this all out but it's yes the guy should just play and take the booze and do the thing it's philly it's hard i get it but you also get paid pretty well for your your profession play pays pretty well so and part of that part of the you know responsibility i guess you could call it for lack of a better word of getting paid that much money is, yeah, you're going to have to take some shit, particularly if you don't perform well. It's kind of one of the things. The people who pay your salary, a.k.a. the fans, are very discerning. (laughs) They're like the worst bosses in the world, but they pay really well. (laughs) Especially in Philadelphia. Yeah, so, I mean, I get it, but, man... You're going to have an easier time of all of this, even getting out of there, if you just, you know, 
play the game at least a little bit. Well, that 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 would that was going to be my point. I mean, I understand you don't want to play in Philly. I understand Philly doesn't really want you there, but wouldn't you want to make it easier on yourself to get out of there when you have the good grace or not the great graces of your team, but at least not a dysfunctional mess? I don't yeah. know how this is helping his situation. Uh, I mean, I'm not saying he should fall in line and do, you know, necessarily like do as you're told, you big whiny baby. That's not necessarily what I'm saying. But, I mean, you are under contract. <laughs> you know, you for did a sign lot of money. for a lot. Of, you, you are under contract. I mean, as a business, business wise, it feels like he's doing this all wrong. Like you can just quit your job too. You know, there's just a lot of, and it sounds like the team and Ben Simmons kind of, they want the same thing. So what's the problem? Is it just Philly's asking too much? Probably, you know, who's going to really pay what they're asking for Ben Simmons. Then Is that nobody four, four, four draft picks and four it's, players or something like it's that. Yeah. Stupid. It's stupid. You have to give us our, your whole team for this guy that everybody knows is, I don't want to say problematic, but flawed, you know, mm. give us your whole team for you. Our flawed superstar. Like <sighs> nobody's buying it. You know, <laughs> All right. Uh, one other uh, NBA uh, topic that we kind of have to touch on uh, is the Kyrie situation in Brooklyn. Basically, uh, New York City law says that unless you are fully vaccinated, you or unless you are vaccinated, you cannot play. Or cannot work in a uh, uh, situation with over a thousand people. I read to this point does not want to get vaccinated. Uh, it's weird because he says he's not against the vaccine, but he wants to be a voice of the voiceless, as I think what he said, which doesn't make a lot of sense. Kyrie's a weird dude, as we all know, but and I I don't want to get too much into whatever you want to call the vaccine uh, mandate requirement, whatever it is right now. But dude, if you want to play, you gotta follow the rules. Yeah, and... it's not like it's up to the team. Maybe it kind of is, but I guess they don't have to sit him. But I mean, actually, they kind of do. If what, it's what else like, are you gonna do? Are you gonna have yeah. to miss half the season essentially? Well, I guess they could do that. He's gonna miss half the season anyway. None of <laughs> <laughs> he's just getting what he wants. Really, give him what he wants. He only wants to. Guy only wants to play like forty games a year, but would you take Kyrie for forty games a year, or Kyrie for zero games a year? If you knew the forty you were going to get him in, and you were, and you had a better chance, because think about it, the guy gets hurt all the time, and it's not even like it's he gets dinged up, I should say, all the time, and he misses time for personal reasons a lot. It is what it is. I personally, I don't even disagree. I think the NBA season should start at Christmas. It should only be like 60 some games, but that's not how it is. So teams have to prepare for 82 games a year. And uh, I think they, given their roster, <laughs> they have Harden and Durant. I mean, I think they could probably make that work if they wanted to. Now, does Steve Nash want to deal with that? And is that unfair to the rest of his team? I mean, kind of so there's a lot to balance there see i i guess for i guess for me i i i i understand what the nuts are doing is you 
do you, do you really want that distraction uh, hanging over your head the entire season? Granted, yes, it's still going to be a topic, but I I actually agree with what the Nuts are doing. I mean, if you don't want to play by the rules, we're not going to have you on the team, and I don't really have an issue with it. So, I think it's fine. I have no problem with what they're doing. These are the parameters of the job, and state law requires that this be one of the parameters. Oh, you don't want to deal with that? Well, <laughs> sorry, you can't work here. I, yeah. Here's what it is. Yeah. Regardless of what you think of the necessity or the validity of such a mandate, it is, it exists, and it is currently in effect. <laughs> so, you know, you got to deal with it. Yep. All right. Um, so... We will end today with uh, what to watch for. Uh, this is the Paul and I talking sports. Uh, what's coming up this week? Yeah, sorry, uh, yeah. I probably should have introduced that, huh? Oh yeah, it's it is what it is. We'll work on it. We'll work on it. Yeah, yeah. Um. All right. So a uh, couple college games to. Uh, hit on, we have Wisconsin traveling to uh, Purdue, who took, just took down uh, Iowa. Um, that's going to be... Uh, I don't feel great about that game for Wisconsin, <laughs> but we shall see. Um, we have... Yeah, it's a, it's kind of a, another light week in uh, college football, but... Uh, yeah, it's all uh, division games. It's hit or miss. Yeah. Uh, we have uh, Cincinnati uh, traveling to Navy, which is another team that can kind of give teams fits just because of the style they play. They're another uh, triple option team, and that can be kind of tough to deal with, so we'll see how uh, Cincinnati deals with that. Um, USC, uh, Notre Dame, their annual annual rivalry game uh, goes off this week. That's usually a really fun game. I think we all remember the uh, uh, the Bush push back in uh, 2005, <laughs> where USC uh, or Notre Dame fans uh, still uh, argue heavily that they should have won that game. Probably should have, but. Uh, so we have that. Uh, the Packers uh, host the Washington football team. Uh, Washington, I definitely got that wrong. I think I took the uh, Washington football team to take that division. That does not look like it's going to happen. Mm. Their defense has been atrocious. Their offense has not looked good. They have not looked good. Um, that is a noon game on Sunday, so hopefully the Packers can take care of business before they start their uh, pretty brutal stretch of their season. Uh, we have the uh, Chiefs-Titans uh, game. Should be intriguing. Bengals-Ravens should be a lot of fun. And then... Uh, Either way you want to look at it, Stafford goes back to, or Stafford welcomes in his former team, the Lions. Probably not going to be a great game. But <laughs> oh, the we'll poor see Lions. what happens. They'll win a game. Uh, the, yeah, the Lions are the only uh, remaining 0-16 winless team. Probably not going to get it against the Rams, but we'll see what happens. Uh, Jared Goff, I'm sure, is going to be uh, motivated for that one to prove that the Rams let go of him too late. Probably a little late on that aspect, but... Well, and he's not even having a bad year. Poor, poor no, guy. he's not. It's just, the Lions are just a terrible team. So. Yeah, yeah. 
a couple uh, NBA games. Uh, the Bucks uh, go down to Miami tomorrow night to uh, face the Heat. That should be a fun game. Uh, the Suns and Lakers play on Friday. Rematch of the uh, round one uh, playoff series that the Suns uh, squeaked out against the Lakers. Uh, that should be a fun one. And then uh, the remaining baseball games. Astros won 9-1. to So they go back to Houston with two chances to close it out. Uh, the Braves are up four to nothing in the bottom of the third on the Dodgers currently. So they have a chance to go up three to one if they can pull that off. And hockey, I don't have any specific games, but hockey is going on right now. And a very uh, fun time for sports with basically everything going on right now so yeah yeah everything's starting the wheels are starting to turn on the football season basketball starting hockey's going baseball's finally coming to a close for the year oh it's a great time to be a sports fan it really is it really is um yeah like we said we'll have our uh more of an in-depth basketball preview uh, for you guys next week. And, yeah, uh, enjoy the sports week, guys, because it should be a fun one. Oh, yeah. Thanks for listening, everybody. This has been Paul and I talking sports. Have a good night. Have a good night, guys.